Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. podcast already back. I've had a lot of uh, different topics build up over the past couple weeks and um, yeah, I'm just feeling like I'm on a roll. I get a lot of different things to talk about and uh, the feedback from you guys on Twitter and suggestions on topics and stuff um, is also helping, so I really appreciate that. Um, Today, the episode is inspired by something that uh, my buddy Abe Vizcara um uh tweeted to me and it was it said um he said how do you find your style when you have an, a highly eclectic palette um or how do you find your voice and so um this is something that uh when I was back at Icon um in Portland in uh July Abe and I talked a little bit about this and so we got our first Factor Meals, and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how Factor Meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low-calorie Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. You know, it's something actually I've spent a lot of time and energy um, thinking about in the past couple months. And um, I'm going to start with uh, talking about one of my all-time favorite things. Um, and I say that with no irony. Uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, I am obsessed with Fraggle Rock. It's my favorite um, piece of media out there um it's just perfection in my eyes in so many ways and um actually my first favorite episode if you if you're wondering is uh about mudwell the mud bunny um so look that up and go watch it but i'm going to talk to you about my second favorite episode and it's a close second it's almost first but um there's an episode, if 
if you're familiar with Fraggle Rock, if you're not, I mean, um, they're these weird creature, Muppet creatures that live underground. And uh, there's like five main ones, and there's a bunch of other ones, and they're called Fraggles. And uh, one day, um, there's this group of musicians, this mysterious group of musician Fraggles, journeys into their underground land, and uh, they're called the Minstrels. And the lead is um, this character called uh, Cantus, and he's he doesn't look like Yoda, but he's a little bit Yoda-ish. And uh, he's voiced by Jim Henson, I believe. And uh, he's just one of the best characters of all time. I'm obsessed with him. And uh, he brings this pipe. It's an it's a magic pipe. And uh, one of my favorite <laughs> my favorite lines is that he says, um, someone says, uh, where'd you get it? And he says, I got it from a strange and mysterious, a strange and mysterious. He says, a strange and mysterious what? I don't know. It was so strange and mysterious. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. I'm getting a little silly. But. I love that episode, and <clears throat> it pertains to what we're talking about. So in that episode, um, he, every, he says that every fraggle has its own song, and then they all co- and they're going to come together for the great fraggle medley, where they all sing their songs together and they go together. Um, now, Red is the fraggle who's um, she is like the go-getter, always first Fraggle, and um, she's like so obsessed with being first that she's like saying she wants to find her song first and just tell her what to do. Just tell her what the song is and she'll sing it. And um, he's, he's like, that's not how it works. Like, you don't, you can't be told how to do it. Like, it's just a song you have to wait and listen and hear your song, and your song's going to come from inside. And so she doesn't understand that. She just wants to get down to business and get moving on it. And so she's so obsessed. She's asking everybody else what their songs are. She's worried so she can't hear her song, or she doesn't believe that she'll hear it if she slows down. And then um, all the other Fraggles are finding their songs, and she's supposed to be the leader of the medley. And, uh, so she goes, um, she goes and steals his magic, uh, flute and, um, she gets this mark on her hand that shows that she stole this instrument and it also, um, won't play her song, won't play a song when she tries to play it. And he goes, she goes at the end and talks to him about it and he says that, uh, that the the song isn't in the flute. Only when you know your song will it play the song. Um, but the song is inside of you. And as cheesy as that is, and as corny as it is, there's something that here, I swear, man, I feel like this is so, so uh, relevant to designers and illustrators finding their voice. Um, you know, I think that uh, there's 
there's so many, you know, I think so often when, uh, you're a young guy and, or young girl and you, you want to go out there and you love the art, you love the illustration and you're, you're a go-getter. You're like a high achiever and you just want someone to spell it out. Like, go ahead, just tell me what to do. I'm ready to go. I'm like, you know, just tell, just tell me the five steps. I'll do the five steps. I'll do them so fast. And just, just show me what I got to do to find my voice and do my style. And you know, you're looking at everything. You're listening to what other people are doing and you, you're not slowing down enough to let the process happen, to let the work develop for your voice to actually say something, to, for you to get alone with, with your work and, and kind of dive deeper into yourself and not to, um, not necessarily to activities or necessarily looking at other people's stuff or being a go-getter or, you know, it's not, I don't think that that's where it comes from. And, uh, you know, I think that I just felt like that that episode. You should go check it out because it's absolutely a masterpiece, and uh, it it just has it just sums up that feeling of you know it's almost like um, I've heard people say that when they're going to like they're trying to find the 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 one that they want to be with uh, you know uh, a significant other. Um, that it's I've heard a million people say it was when they quit searching that they found them. And uh I I'm not saying that it's like that, but I am saying that it's it's one of these things where it's not something you can force into submission. Um and the other thing is the other, the main thing from this Fraggle story is that that I'm that I'm pointing to is that she was always looking outside of herself for the answer. She was looking to the magic pipe. She was looking to uh, her friends and what they were doing. And she was asking for what the five steps were. So she was always looking outside of herself to find out who she was inside of herself. And this is something that I've thought a lot about recently. Um, a scary thought uh, at one point for me was, you know, trying to figure out... I was I was thinking about... Um, uh, a few years back, what type of books that I should make, um, or if I could come up with any new ideas for books. And I was thinking back um, to the other books that I've made, and I had this alarming thought when it came to what type of books do I want to make? And I felt like a lot of subje- uh, you know suggestions say make something based on what you like. And I had this kind of alarming thought that um, what if I couldn't describe who I was without relating to things outside of me, without relating, you know, how, what if I couldn't say this is who I am without talking about other things, without talking about the things that I like? Yet, am I more than my tastes and my and my interests and my likes. There's got to be more to who I am than than other things. Does that make sense? Like I'm another thing. I'm a thing all on my own. So I have, um, I'm unique all on my own without the other things. And those other things are unique on their own without me. And um, so I started to think about how that relates to what your voice is in art. Um, 
And uh, I came up with this phrase. And the phrase was, the answer is not on the internet. And that could mean all kinds of different things. Um, But I just found, I don't know, myself in the past thinking, if you just researched long enough, you'd find the answer. And it's that same thing from the fraggles. If you just look outside of yourself, you'd find what was inside of yourself. Now, that, that's kind of my point is that when you go out there looking outside of yourself to find out who you are, which is inside of yourself, you're, you're not going to find it, okay? So the closest things you're going to find are going to be... Uh, a lot of different things, you know, the things that, the things that come close, the things that you really like or really respond to emotionally are going to be a bunch of different things. The space in between those things is you, it's your voice, it's your thing. And you'll never find the linking piece because you're the linking piece. You have to stop and look at yourself. And, and, and I think we're so busy and we're, and you know, Jealousy and and fear drive this this idea that we gotta we gotta make it happen right now. We gotta keep going, and I think we're, we're so busy filling up our our uh, minds and eyes with with Pinterest and uh, Twitter and what other people are doing and stuff that we like and just that it's so noisy. We never stop to actually do something that connects to and brings out the stuff that's in us in actuality. Um, you know, actually, recently, I've been leaning harder into this idea of contradictions because, um, and, and, and thinking that when you take these two seemingly contradicting things and you try to do something with them together, that that's when something new happens because it's not that they're actually contradictory. It's just they haven't been linked together. That's why they seem contradictory. Um, this idea started to develop uh, when... I was asked to do an interview, and I thought, rather than one of these email interviews, and I thought, rather than say a bunch of uh, weird wordage about, you know, my work is graphic illustration that's whimsical and blah, 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 all these words, I thought, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Nobody knows what that even means. Like, it's easier just to look at the work or I th- uh, I'll just come up with an analogy that'll, for most people, drive it home really fast. And so I came up with this idea, and that's where a lot of these, uh, this, these thoughts on this podcast came from, which was, my work is like if Alexander Gerard was super into Fraggle Rock. And when I put those two really contradictory things next to each other, I was like, yes, I am the space in between there. And it doesn't make sense until you see my work. Because you've never seen that before until you see my work. And then you're like, yeah, that is it. And, I, and for me, that was like a kind of an aha moment for me. And, um, you know, it was just taking these seemingly unrelated tastes and saying, I'm going to make something that fits right in between those things. And, and, and there's nothing else out there like that because it's, it's my thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that... There's actually a lot of stuff to go on here. Now, you know, I'm kind of aware that often with these kind of podcasts and stuff and or these, you know, books that are like this, they all sound really theoretically great and you listen to them and you're like, 
awesome. And then you go away from me like, well, what am I actually going to do? Like, okay, great. That was good. That was good thoughts. But what's the practical application? Um, for me, uh, it looks like a few things. So the first thing is, um, I'm a giant fan of free association, which I think uh, was an invention of Freud. And he just said, um, he, this was a therapy technique, I think. So he just told them to talk um, and don't filter judge what you're saying. Just talk and, and just let it, um, you know, just, just let it flow. And I think um, free association when it comes to speaking when it comes to, um, like, you could record yourself or you could write. You can write pages and pages of just what all, it doesn't even make, it doesn't have to make sense. Just write and just let it all flow out. Another better thing to do if you're doing art is to draw. Get a sketchbook. This is one of the things that uh, some of my biggest kind of style breakthroughs and voice breakthroughs came from just getting into a sketchbook or starting a piece of work and just like, going to town on it for five hours and not, not judging it, just, just letting it kind of flow and happen. And I think actually when you let that stuff fall out into the page, that's you coming out onto the page. So that, that's, that's a more pure way of finding this thing than looking outside of yourself. This is actually you putting yourself onto uh, paper. And I think those are where the answers are going to come from rather than researching and looking outside and looking into other things. So that's my number one thing. My, the other thing, my other suggestion is this. Take those seemingly contradictory tastes and purposefully make some things that incorporate all of those contradictory things. If you've got, you know, recently I tried to do that really more. So I thought, you know, my a few uh, about, I don't know, six months ago or whatever, I felt like, you know, my style, my taste is a lot more graphic than I'm letting influence my work. And so I just thought, and at first I'm like, well, but my, my work is really character driven and narrative driven. How can that really work with graphic stuff? And so again, it appears as a contradiction, but I just thought I'm going to force myself to do it. I'm going to force myself to draw cleaner, more, uh, strict, uh, lines and, and more graphically, and I'm going to let that that some of that mid-century geometric stuff just seep into this stuff, even though it feels like mm, I don't know if it goes together. And when I just forced those things into the same piece of work, I had so many discoveries and so many breakthroughs in like it looked so much more original, like stuff I hadn't seen before. Um, and so, yeah, my two suggestions are do some free association uh, activities. And my other one is, uh, um, <laughs> my other one is to, um, to, to do some pieces of work where you mash up, where some mashups of your tastes and, and see what kind of discoveries you make then. Because I think you're the, you're the connecting piece between these seemingly contradictory things. Um, and don't look on the internet and, uh, Put down that magical pipe.